Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights, here with uh, Jordan Hagedorn. Jordan has a lot of dreams that have come true, but this is a dream to have a card shop, and it's in the works, it's happening, and we're going to find out all about it. So thanks, sponsors, Topps, Panini, and Upper Deck. Give Jordan some cards to sell in his LCS. Heritage Auctions, Huggins Scott Auctions, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Burbank Sports Cards. There's two good card shops that are worth emulating. And then, of course, ComC.com and Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication. So welcome, Jordan. What are you excited about? How long has this dream been fashioned? And give us the timetable and your excitement. Sure. First of all, Jim, thanks for having me. It's an absolute honor. It's been amazing to get to know you and uh, share our love of the hobby. First and foremost, I'm born and raised in a city called Eau Claire, Wisconsin. And uh, that is where I'm going to be starting this local card shop. Lived in New York for five years, and now I'm back here uh, with my beautiful wife. We're actually getting married again this weekend. And Essentially, my love of cards stems from back when I was eight or nine years old. And going to card shops and card shows and trading with friends is a huge joy of mine and many of the listeners. And I think it's bigger than cards. I think a lot of us now we're nostalgic. I just turned 36. And you think about when you were a kid 25 years ago, and it wasn't just about the cards. It was about the experiences that came with those cards. So like I said, going to card shops, card shows, trading with your neighbor, bringing your cards to school. And as I've collected again since 2014, I really got into a place where I really enjoyed going into these card shops and interacting with people, meeting new people, networking, and seeing what cards they're into and talking to them about their collections. I just fell in love with that process more than even the cards. As I accumulated a ridiculous amount of cards, I thought, this is something I could do the rest of my life. And instead of just being a consumer, why not create something and create an experience for other people to be able to replicate those experiences every single day that I'm open? Are you replicating what you experienced as a kid or are you improving on it? What was the lay of the land in Eau Claire 25 years ago? Were there a bunch of shops? Was there one main one? And what's the setting now? Are you going to be the only game in town? Are you competing with an established veteran? And and what are going to be the distinctives of your shop? Because it's an exciting time. Yeah, great series of questions. When I was a kid, I had $10 to my name. I would mow lawns to be able to pay for cards. I would go in and I would just be that annoying kid who would sit and and ask all the questions and really only have 10 bucks. And I'd sit there for five hours and right towards the end when they were closing or mom was picking me up, I would buy three packs of collector's choice. That was really the the gist of it. I love the idea of having a shop where it doesn't matter if you have $3 or $5 or 50 or 100 or 1,000, we're going to treat you with respect and and love. And we're just going to talk cards. And so for me, you're right. I'm improving on that experience, actually uh, continuing to move forward, networking with a lot of these card shop owners that have the same principles of just treating customers great and building great relationships. And so, yeah, improving on that. Back in the day, there were a handful of card shops in Eau Claire and they were all pretty cool. They were all solid, had good cards. And Brett Favre was on fire. All the shops had Brett Favre cards and uh, really fell in love with him and Barry Sanders and Griffey. And the nineties were just on fire. So that was the landscape then. Now there is one card shop in the mall. It's pretty good. You know, it's decent. They have more memorabilia and art and things like that. Owners, he's a nice guy. The guys that work there actually owned a card shop 20 years ago in near Eau Claire. So uh, I have great relationships with them. We're creating something a little different. This isn't just where you buy cards. I mean, we actually want to have pizza parties and poker night and, and trade nights and rip fest and all these things. So we're going to create something that's totally different than anybody's uh, ever seen with a card shop. Uh, and that stems from just creating an environment of a uh, safe, fun place, a fun zone is what a friend of mine said, where you come in and you're really getting an experience more than just cards. You'll absolutely walk out happy with cards, but as you will be called the For the Hobby card shop, sports card shops, this is my podcast and everything else we're doing is all about uplifting and elevating the hobby. So that, that is the goal. So what or who have been your inspirations for this? Is it all your own vision or are you borrowing a little bit from some LCS experiences you've heard of or you've seen or you've experienced yourself? Yeah, I've seen a lot of card shops, probably been to 50 different card shops across America. Guys like Andy from Indie Card Exchange and Ryan from Card Collector 2. One of my favorite card shops is actually near Des Moines, Iowa. A guy named Anders is a sweetheart of a guy. 
you walk in and you just feel welcome and you feel like family and you feel like home. And I've walked in a few times now. Hey, Jordan, how are you doing? I live in Wisconsin and this guy's in Des Moines and he remembers my name from months and months ago and really even meeting him one time. And so I love the idea of being inspired by the current and the past, but carrying it into the future to do something totally creativity is going to be the differentiating factor for us. Doing fun events, having guests, having autograph signings and creating a vibe. To me, a car shop's about a vibe. I have had some inspirations of documenting these things, seeing some of these guys open them. But to your point, improving on what I've experienced in the 90s in my hometown and serving our community is really going to be the focus. We'll probably have tips and things that go to charity and just a lot of really fun things that are just going to be different. I'll give you a tip. Here's something not to do. And I think when, when we had our card shop back in the late 70s, very early 80s, I don't think we had any chairs, Jordan. <laughs> I think it was just a stand-up place. If you're behind the counter, you're working it. If you're looking for cards, you're on your feet. Uh, maybe there was a chair or two in there, but I'm guessing that's not the vibe you're going to try to create. I don't think we were encouraging people to stay for five hours. Five minutes, put down your money, get your cards. So I like your concept already. It sounds more comfortable and more relational. Uh, and you would love this place because I always see you at card shows set up in the corner with the chair going through the dime box. I'm and, saying and I'm trying to relive my my past, except with a chair. We'll have a nice couch and chairs and TVs. Yeah. And we're going to make this kind of a, a barbershop, card shop, sports bar all wrapped into one. And that'll be phase two. We would love to have food and things like that down the road as well. I'm a little bit of a finance guy, numbers guy. Have you done pro forma uh, spreadsheets or whatever for where the revenue is going to come? Because it sounds like a lot of fun, but many of these card shops you're talking about have had to bring in memorabilia and other things to help pay the rent. Because unless you're going to charge a, a cover charge or something. So what's your business model? Uh, and also it's difficult to get product directly from the card companies. What's going to be your edge, even though it sounds like it's going to be a really fun place. So what are going to be your revenue streams? Yeah. So of course you'll have singles. You'll have the dollar boxes, $5 boxes, but you'll also have slabs. You'll have unopened product. We'll have mystery packs and grab bags. We do want to have food. You come in and have a pizza, hang out a little bit. We'll probably have a rack of t-shirts, just some cool Wisconsin inspired packers, badgers, brewers, bucks kind of stuff. I could see us continuing to evolve and having events and having different things. But the big thing for us is to make it fun. I have a, a dice game I do, which is super fun. And the kids eat that up. And I do think the grab bags, every card shop I go into that has grab bags, I grab a handful just to support. And it's kind of interesting to see how they pack it and do the collation. I've been hustling on retail, Jim. I, I have a lot of retail stuff from friends and people that I don't have a hobby account, but I just have a lot of that kind of stuff. We will look at doing, uh, I did something called Ripfest and we had 15 VIP packages for a hundred bucks a piece. So I loaded that up with some wax and some singles and some shakes and essentially there you guarantee yourself $1,500 on the event. Like I said, the creative solutions, do you look at a membership model or those kind of things? So we're looking at everything. Rent is fairly affordable in, in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. So that'll help us out. It's not like having a place in New York or Chicago. So that we'll keep expenses low. It's actually going to be my office space first and foremost. And then that'll morph into the shop, popping that open four or five days a week. We're very much going to be diversified and making sure we have fun stuff going on at all times. Two questions. One, are you going to be doing any breaks or any other kind of YouTube stuff from that that location? And what are, what's going to be special there for kids? Are you going to be catering to kids or just take anybody that comes in? I do want to do more YouTube and obviously we'll continue the podcast, trying to do more episodes. want to document it on YouTube, tell my story, tell the story of the shop, tell the story of the customers specifically, just collectors and their journeys. And then, yeah, just continue to ramp up content. I think our content will be a differentiator as well. And then to answer your question, we just love people who love cards. So if it's a father-son duo, we will do a lot of fun things for kids with these youth sports organizations and different partnerships will be a huge part of it. I, I love partnerships and getting in front of kids and do a football camp. So we had 150 kids last, uh, when we did it last time. And, and then we had 65 this year. And so like I have 300 email addresses of these kids who love football. So getting them in, catering to them, helping them fall in love with cards. Their dads oftentimes then are into cards and things as well. If, if you come in respectful, that's all we want. And we'll treat you well. But 
Anybody who loves cards is okay in my book. I think you're the same way. We'll have a diverse amount of people and customers all walks of life. In the way you set up your business, it sounds like whatever we did back in the dark ages, our goal was not to have people there for more than an hour. They were coming with a want list, a lot of them, and pulling in number order boxes off the shelves and picking out what they wanted. But it sounds like you want people to loiter. You want people to be there. You want people to be just enjoying you and everybody else there in a real sense of community. And so I think that sounds like fun. If you could become a destination that people want to come to and enjoy. Well, and we want to create a safe place. When a guy gets done with work, he can get out of the house a little bit and just hang out and, and have that sense of camaraderie. What makes the hobby so fun? Connecting with like-minded people who have similar chases and similar goals. You can share a laugh and, and hang out and, and just talk. If you're a diehard collector, there's nuances to your life that your wife and your friends don't understand fully. There's something about being around people who can fully relate to your chaos or your pursuit is a beautiful thing. We're going to do a fantasy league and some other fun stuff, a poker night where it's a really fun place for people to come to. And it's my cheers. That's really the best way to put it. It's not with, without alcohol though, right? Or are you, you going to have a license to? Phase two, we might look at having a beer bar, not necessarily liquor, but maybe phase two is uh, you can have beers or bringing beers after hours or something, but we'll make it a safe place for kids. One of the areas in the hobby where people, it's not that they don't feel safe, but they don't understand it's grading. A lot of the card shops or several of them make pretty good money by bulk submitting and assisting their customers with the grading process, which is complicated and and I, I think people have a lot of trepidation. So what's going to be your position there? Are you going to be encouraging that? Or is that part of your plan? Or is it mainly raw cards? Yeah, we want to be a resource for any collector or anyone who comes in. So pointing them in the right direction to either do grading themselves. I do think we'll do bulk submissions at some point. I think it's TBD on what these companies are going to be pricing wise and bulk rates and things. I think there's several places right now waiting to unload about 20,000 cards at a shot once they open up bulk rates. So uh, I'm curious. I know Nat Turner talking to him about PSA. He's a huge advocate of me starting this card shop. And so you think about how do we do a partnership with these companies that we can educate people. I do think I'll do videos to educate customers and people. Um, otherwise, I'll be repetitive every day in the shop. Hey, can you watch this video quick? So creating content around how to be a resource for the hobby is really what I'm going to shoot for as well. Being in the shop so often, I'll have the opportunity to really lock in and focus on that content. We'll be a resource for grading and, and how to approach the hobby. We want to have a binder club. So once a month, people, kids, guys can come in with their binder and fill up pages in, the, in our dollar boxes or whatever. So we're going to encourage all different types. I know we've talked about there's a million ways to collect. So we absolutely will be a resource and, and tackle the grading thing as soon as there's a little more clarity in, in the industry. When is this going to uh, happen? Sounds like a long-term effort for you. You're going to get it rolling and it's something you're going to really enjoy and you're going to build some process around it. It's going to be a big part of your hobby experience. Absolutely. Yeah. And so the goal is October. Contingent on the building I'm looking at, which my friend just bought. So we're working on that. I'll leave you with this quote. They say the two most important days of your life are the day you're born and the day you find out why. And I do think I was put here to help people become happy and find their passions and, and nurture those. And just uplift people. And cards is an amazing vessel to do that. You've seen it in your career and your life. The amount of joy that cards bring people is unlike anything I've ever seen in my entire life. There's moments connected to it because of sports or your childhood or just the beautiful cards that are designed. So when I decided to poke around having a shop, I just continued to fall in love with this idea and the process of it. I just think this is exactly what I should be doing the rest of my life. There may be a time I'm busy hanging out with my wife. We just closed the shop and we hit our followers up and say, hey, we're closed today. But we're going to build this long-term. This is my cheers, like I said, and this is where people will come in, will know your name, and we're going to create the most fun card shop in America. That is the mission. That is the goal we're going to chase. That sounds terrific. I, I do need to say, 
Jordan, this is not easy. It's going to be fun, but it's not easy because there are a lot of moving parts in the hobby, but it's a worthy aspiration. I wish you the best. I hope I can get up there and see it once you get rolling. Thanks, Jordan Hagenhorn and uh, all y'all Wisconsin uh, Eau Claire people get ready. It's coming. So thanks, Jordan. Back again tomorrow with another episode. The man